Hey everybody, want to welcome you live to the Get Your Geek On podcast for the week of August 4th, 2017. As always, we are your hosts, Chuck Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. Anthony Arsenio. And we're coming to you in glorious Facebook Live Technicolor as well this week. And want to start things off as we always do by welcoming you to the studio. As you can see, the geekery has grown in front of us in typical Mike and Mike fashion. We're starting to uh, build the geek a little bit. We'll go into some of these this week. And for those of you that are going to be tuning in live on Facebook, we're going to be giving away a couple great items on this table, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, so just starting things off this week, uh, coming hot off of Comic-Con, there wasn't tons in the news this week. Uh, one thing that we did get, though, is the first reactions to Inhumans have hit the web. Oof. Now, we have not been excited about this show at all. We pretty much tore apart the trailer last week, uh, but basically it's a cinematic abortion from what we're seeing here. When they're saying that it makes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. look like an Oscar contender, it doesn't really give you high hopes. And I read a, the first review that came out was a one-word review, and it was just atrocious. Really? Atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> pretty awful. We, we pretty much have taken it since we heard the uh, hype about this show coming out. We have taken a dump on it several times, and... Uh it's just one of those things, it's like, why? It's one of those ones that they're going to dump $10 million into putting out six, seven episodes they put out of this IMAX. before. That's not cheap. That's what I'm I saying. Know. And they want me to pay to go see it. It's it not even, even like it's though. free. Yeah. It's the, it, like, the idea, and I was, we were having this discussion as I was picking up Chuck on the way here, was the idea is like, think about Marvel Entertainment's, Marvel Studios' overall plan. And this is why, I, and I forget the guy's name. This is why this guy needs to go. Um, the head Scott of Marvel Paul. Television. Head, yeah. Oh, that's uh, uh what? Oh, what's, what the hell's his ding, name? Ding, he, he's ding, gone though ding. now. The the uh, Ike something. Ike. Yeah. Ike Perlmutter. Yeah. I think it, is his name. Yeah. Whatever. He, where he needs to go. Yeah. Away. Like. Yeah. Because he essentially the idea is remember that Inhumans was supposed to be Marvel's vehicle. Like did their their answer to the X Men Fox's X Men. It's supposed to be like the first part of Phase Four. A part. Yeah. It was like that was supposed to be it, and then all of a sudden it just went, you know. Yep. Out of, out of production. And I feel that was because of how they were making Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they put so much emphasis on the Inhumans in those first few seasons with uh, Daisy and Quake and what they continually do now on the show that it's made that made it practically unusable for movie. Because you played out that entire scenario. But not just that. I mean, let's be honest. The Inhumans aren't really like a characters that can hold their own show. I mean, how many of the storylines realistically can no, you imagine and, and, and that they're going to be able to tell? It's not now. You're basically looking at Marvel in the last ten years because they, you know, it's again the war of attrition against the X Men has been pretty good. So, um, what you're looking at is they they've made these, you know, the the Terrigen Mist Bomb, um, Inhumans versus X Men. They've done that. That's their only major storylines is killing off all their Mar- Marvel characters and so that they can make the entire world make sense uh, as because they can't use the X-Men. Well, I mean, speaking of one terrible Marvel tragedy, another one is more reviews for The Defenders are out, and it is not looking good, man. So uh, last week they had released the first four episodes to reviewers. Now they're up to the first eight. Apparently still just nothing, man. So like, I, I, I guess the idea is like this. It's like we have seen, like we have seen for me, and I'm not trying to be a Marvel apologist at at this point in time. Oh, really? No, not true. The idea is like we have seen a we have seen a pattern. Their shows are unnecessarily long and um, and not, you know, sometimes it takes a while to get to the point. And I was hoping that would be different with Defenders. It's not. However, in defense of the, the idea of the first episode, um, I think it's good because we need to catch up 
on where these guys are at. Matt Murdock uh, has apparently in the in the trailer he hasn't been Daredevil for at least a year and a half. Yeah. He has not put on the mask. We're catching up with Luke Cage. It's only six months after Danny Rand was Iron Fist, and he's uh, coming back from. Yeah, and they're saying Defenders completes his origin story. I'm yeah. like, he didn't really have an origin story to begin yeah, so with. So it's you know you're looking at it from the you know they're trying to catch up. We haven't seen Jessica Jones in a long time as well, and so the idea is we're trying to catch up. So I don't mind a few episodes of that trying to turn. Um, tie off loose ends. I do because we're forty episodes in at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. let's legit. So, Actually, no, we're sixty because you Daredevil season two. Yeah, you have Daredevil season two, but I think they're trying to tear off, uh, tie tear off, tie off some loose ends that were not entered in the previous seasons, and you know, go on to whatever the next phase is of this. Of the I'm more excited for Runaways, which dropped their first official trailer this week, which I'm really really excited for. That's one that Hulu got that I really think they're going to do well. I'm interested to see what they do with that, but I got. I gotta tell you, man, it's all about DC for me. DC killed it this week. The comic books. Are you reading this Dark Knight Metal series that they're putting out at all? Yeah, it, the, it hasn't officially started. Yeah, yet, it's like they're the, doing the, the, the prequels, but they're books. tying in the Green Lantern series. Is killing it right now. Flash was another amazing Did you see issue. Some, uh, there was a cover for one of the Dark Knight's Metal with the, uh, with the uh, Flash one. No, it's Green Lantern. Yeah. He only has one arm. Oh yeah, they were talking about his that. Right arm. Yeah, he's, got, he's wielding with his left brain, which definitely interesting to see what they're going to be doing with that. But DC's killing it in. The news this week black lightning's coming out they cast raven for the live action titan show nice uh, unknown australian actress mm-hmm. but that show's coming together really well we got the elongated man confirmed for flash a lot of great stuff coming out of there i do want to say that before we came out today uh, game of thrones season four leaked or uh, the next episode leaked the hackers leaked yeah. it to prove it i watched it right before we came in a rumor that we reported last summer was true so i cannot wait to be able to rub that one in but really excited hope they leak the rest of that season but uh just not too much in the news this week. I mean, did you guys get to check out the trailer for Mr. Robot yet? Season three no. will be up, which is the final season. Nope, I did not. And see, this is what I would like about Mr. Robot. Um, it, they, they're straight to the point. They're not going to drag it out over like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, let's continue to do this. It's just... I'm just... I'm with you. Like, I'm sick of waiting eight episodes for the hero to put on a costume yeah, or for them to become what they are. Dude, it's four episodes for the Defenders before they're even together yeah. in the and same that's, Yeah, that's where I say it's like, it's nice to catch up and tie up the loose ends, but this is where I'll say it's like, like, really? Do you need, like, that should be episode two. It should be episode one. Like, really? It's like, we know who you are yeah, at this yeah. point. Like, like, you're done and then get into the story because you're wasting valuable time. Well, Do we did, know who the showrunner is for Defenders? Um, No, I don't. I know that we did get a premiere date for Legion Season 2, which is New Year's Day. Nice. So that would be exciting to see that coming out. And rumor has it call sheets are out that they're going with Patrick Stewart. Really? So, yes, from what they've seen here. Another interesting call sheet data came out is that uh, Avengers Part 4, Infinity Sequel, starts filming Monday. Brie Larson is on the cast list. Nice. So they said that she's not in there. This could lead me to believe that, remember how we, they keep saying that that title's a spoiler. What if it's Secret Invasion? Like, we've been saying this whole time. What if that's the revelation after the end of Thanos is that Cap dies or something like that and reverts into a scroll? It's something as simple as that could be the way to go. But, I mean, really, really interesting to see what they're doing. That. Also, Peter Parker not on the call list. So we'll see what they go with that. No. But then it's been said that the Homecoming sequel takes place minutes after Avengers 4. So I assume he's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I honestly cannot believe we haven't gotten the Comic-Con trailer yet. I know. I really can't believe it's they nuts. haven't leaked that. And that's how they want their first exposures from some sideways leak. Uh, well, the idea is, is like, I, I think overall, uh, if you're Disney, you don't want to do too much. You don't want to take away from Star Wars. 
Not to say that, you know... Star Wars hasn't even shown anything, though. That's crazy to think that movie's, like, 16 weeks away. I know. And then they also have to think about, the, like, Marvel has... A, like, like think about how Disney wants to play this. It's like, okay, what's the next movie up? Thor Ragnarok is their next major movie up. Opening the day of oh, Justice, Justice League, League, which is so stupid. Really? Yeah. Same day? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I guess I'll go see Justice League that day because everyone's going to go to Thor. Yeah, it's, it's the third Thor movie. Like, <laughs> I haven't waited for Justice League since I came out of the womb. Like, it's not even a credit. I'll double feature it up, but. Uh, yeah. I'll be interested. I'm actually, I'm going to try the Menden Drive-In. Have you guys seen that? I've been there. Yeah, they're doing a superhero triple feature this weekend. They're doing Guardians, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man. Yep. And I'm like, we're going to hit that. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the McGregor-Mayweather fight. But yeah, I, I've gone and seen Spider-Man another time last week. I'm up to five times in the theater with this movie. It's great. But um, yeah, so no real casting. Black Lightning might be premiering a little bit earlier than first expected, which would be really cool. They were talking March for that now, looking at January. So. Yeah, I would, I would say... Once a, don't drop it in February. That was pretty good. You, you, it does, I'm but I don't know anything it. about the character. Right. Huh? You will learn. I don't know anything about Black Lightning the character. No, I mean, all right. So this is one of those things where it was like for me when I've always learned about Black Lightning, he was the token character that showed up mystically, showed up one season on the Super Friends, and you're like, really, <laughs> <laughs> really. You know, it's like yes, it's nice that you have, uh, you know, the Wonder Twins and Apache Chief and. Now you have Black Lightning, you know, have that diversity higher. But it's just like, I think (laughs) the diversity. Someone's getting tax credits. (laughs) But I think overall, when you look at it, um, I I just have a problem with this, like the the plausibility of the story. That's my main issue with the show. It's like you're a superhero taking on a gang. You have electric powers. Zap. No more gang. <laughs> it's also how they're going to draw it out and yeah. how they're going to do with his kids having yeah. powers and this and that. But yeah, but it's like take care of your major issue first. Zap. No more gang. Yep. Oh, you're getting your yep. kids. You're learning how to use your powers. Okay, you know it's it's it, it's it. That's a hard that's a hard thing for me to swallow. It would have been more interesting for me to look at like Static Shock the way that Static Shock was presented because at least they had like an event where you had. You know, now you like much like the uh, much like the Flash, you've created metahumans. And so now how do you deal with that? There has to be a hero. There's always somebody that is coming up and coming into the into the focus that you could have a big bad. You've made for me, at least right now, the big bad is this gang called the 100s and whoop the damn deal. I'll see what they do with that. Now, you may be noticing some of the stuff on the table here. I have to touch on this. So this is a bucket list item for me. Since 2003, I have wanted this item and this exact version of it. This is the 2003 screen accurate master's replica sting from Lord of the Rings. And yes, it glows. Yes, it makes the sounds and everything else like that. But take a good look at that thing, my friend. That is, lit- and I'm wearing my one ring to rule them all as we speak. That right there is the definition of a nerd. When Eva was, when my girlfriend was like, why are you so excited? I'm like, because this is my Dr. Evil moment. This is my sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. That's what that is for me. Because it's one of those. Is it too much to ask for a 2003 Minton package and $50, which I paid for it, which I basically stole it for that price? I, yeah, I did that about 70 times and then, like, let it unglow. But I've been walking around my house, and I this is, a, like, on my Seroquel. I get, like, midnight munchies, so I've just been walking out and using this as my nightlight. <laughs> I literally shaved with it this morning just to see if I could. <laughs> Not with the knife, but, like, just by the light. And then another cool little uh, replica here that we grabbed from the con. Many people may not recognize this one, but anybody, that's the mask of Loki. That is the mask of Loki, and we're not talking Marvel Universe here, people. No, we're talking about the mask. We're talking about the mask, one of the first comic book movies. 
that wasn't based on a comic book. But really excited to get that one. And then just some cool stuff in commemoration of Harry Potter's birthday. I got this. This was actually a, uh, a coin set that they put out when the movie came out in Britain. Mm-hmm. And it was 20 weeks long. And every time you went to see the movie, you got a different coin. So you had to go see the movie 20 times in its theatrical run to complete the entire set. Jesus. And got that from a chick in Britain that put the whole thing together for me. Then we got some nice Jay and Silent Bob stuff from my trip last week down to New Jersey, which was miserable. Had to wait outside the stash for six hours for them Why? to film. Because they were filming, and we didn't realize oh, it. doing? Oh. And then added to the collection, which I'm super stoked about, I got the rest of the Spider-Man Homecoming tops. I got the him unmasked in his homemade suit. Really excited for those. And then our show's mascot, if you've watched from the beginning, you know that Ron Swampson has been here from the beginning. I'm really excited for that. But right now, I want to give away the last bad Jeepster ring that we have in this uh, little bit here. And that is this nice little lady's flash ring. And... I don't do it justice, but trust me that it's very nice. All you have to do here is just name this sword. Comment in the comments what the name of this blade is, and we'll get that ring out to you. And then we've also got a great little comic book prize to you for a, a Flash Rebirth number one trade paperback. Simply tell me what part of New Jersey Jay and Silent Bob are from in the movie. So comment those, and we'll get those prizes out to you. Uh, but now we're going to be moving on to one of our favorite little segments here, which is a retro review, which is where we take a look at a movie or a TV show that's long past its prime and airing, but something that we think you should check out if you haven't already. And this is one that I actually fell into really late into the game, and that's The Office, the U.S. version. You know, you guys had preached it to me before. I'd never really watched it and wound up catching an episode about a month ago and fell down the rabbit hole deep, man. Yes, you do. So yeah. I've completed the series now. I've actually on, on my second run through it, and it is absolutely Absolutely hilarious. It's a lot better the second time around, I think. It really is. I got to tell you, though, the seasons after Steve Carell leaves just don't even hold a candle nope. to me. It's, it turns into a sitcom. It's, yeah. it, but it's not like there's no cohesive you, stories. It feels like they try to force too much stuff with like the Aaron and Andy storylines. That like, fell to pieces really fast. Mm-hmm. And so did the whole like uh, the drama between Jim and Pam and the whole like the, athlete thing. Yeah. yeah, that all just falls to pieces. It as just well. does, it does, it's weird because you got to figure I, I counted out like there's 20 characters in that show like that work in the office and everything branched around Michael it's crazy to see how one character can affect a show like that but no, it's really did you not ever, even the same I mean, show. he was the lead he was the lead like did you ever see Ricky Gervais at uh, the Golden Globes where they were talking about this? Like, it's he like, wants to take he, his award back he, he, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like you're killing a cash cow <laughs> you're, how dare you like, you're like and Steve Carell is like oh. it's brilliant comedy though it finds a way to be like insanely retarded at points but then there's emotional moments it's got that weird balance of like comedy and real life. Well that's the difference between the American version and the UK version is like you can sympathize with Michael yeah, you far more cannot sympathize, sympathize with, with David, David Brent. Brent. He is a dick. Right. You so can't. one of the biggest things I noticed, too, is that uh, unlike Parks and Rec, this is much more of a documentary feel because oh, yeah. they actually interact with the mm. documentarians and this and that. But just wonder. Especially run- towards the end yeah. when the documentary seems to just be falling apart. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, one of the guys is in love with Pam. But it really interesting show. I just wanted to run through a couple of quick moments here to, for a retro review. So if you guys had to nail top three characters, and you can't say Steve Kerr. So we'll start there. That's but- so easy. Creed, 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 <laughs> done. Thank you. Good night. Dwight. See, see me? I'm gonna, I am gonna. I have to go Creed, Stanley, and then Clark from season nine. Clark? I, I like Clark. I like him a lot. And then for like How the- How do you guys not like Dwight? I, I love Dwight. I, Dwight, I've worked with a, a dude that's exactly like Dwight. But I have to agree, Creed just throws in the best little the one-liners best. and things like that that I absolutely love. But uh, favorite three episodes? Casino Night. Casino Night, that's a good one. 
Me, I'm going to go weight loss. Okay, weight loss. One and two, because that's a two-parter. I'm trying to think of uh, ones where they had guest stars. Will Ferrell. Oh, the new boss. New boss, and then the one with Idris Elba, because they were all trying to kiss. Also new boss. Yeah, new boss. It was like they were so trying to kiss his behind. Yeah. I love the uh, snowball fight one. Snowball fight with Jim and Classic Christmas 2. Yes. Let's see. uh, Finale. Finale, and then for me, I think I have to go or with the one the where uh, before the finale, the arm. It's not even for the episode; it's just for the one gag. It's I can't even tell, but it's season three. It's the one where uh, Jim does the future Dwight pranks for, with, with oh, the yeah. fax machine. I like just because the idea of that was so hilarious to me. All right, let's do your favorite pranks. What's your two favorite pranks? Asian Jim, yeah, future Dwight. Okay, I can't. Asian Jim's definitely up there. <laughs> and the Holy great. Grail one was pretty good, too. Um, the Holy Grail one's great because he didn't even remember he did it. Yeah. Uh, I liked Megadesk. Megadesk. Which is pretty great. Yeah, CIA is pretty good, too. CIA was good. Also, uh, when Dwight does the standing desk. Oh, yeah. And he's on the stilts. And Jim's like, you don't have to do this right. Yeah. Pushes him over. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was such great writing. I really, really love the show. There's so many great moments with Steve Carell's character, though. Like, uh, I love when uh, he's trying to figure out if Holly is engaged or not, and he makes the video to himself to, like, celebrate or commit uh, yeah. suicide, and he's, like, having the dance off Calm himself. Calm down. Okay, dance a little. You're but fine. Just the little things, like him burning his foot with, I like to wake up to the smell of grilled bacon. What is wrong with that? Yep. Like, just the stupid little things that, like, no human being and it would ruins do. ruins him for, like, the whole day. Oh, it's absolutely hilarious. I also like when Dwight gets the concussion. Oh, that's and he really becomes, good. like super nice to yeah. And when they <laughs> when they're filling out the forms at the hospital, he's like, "Reason for visit." Bringing friend to hospital. I love when they make <laughs> when they make Holly think that Kevin's retarded, and she's literally, "I can't believe you drive your own car." And, this yeah. and that. so many little moments. But you I've never seen a show with this ancillary characters that have such great moments. Like it's everybody finds time to shine. Like really? Phyllis crying when she's Santa. It took a long time, but. <laughs> I'm finally Santa. Like, There's a lot of sad, not sad, but just like cry moments. Like uh, when Michael tells Pam he's proud of her and buys a painting at her art show. Oh, yeah. And she just gives him a big hug. That was that was nice. It's, just, it's a great show. If you haven't checked it out, get it out on Netflix. It actually is leaving Netflix in September. They no. lost the license to it. Yeah. Yep, that no. was one of the reasons why I jumped into it. But yeah, you can you... get the complete series on Amazon for 35 bucks, as I did. So definitely check that out. Uh, just Now, moving forward a little bit. Uh, the Retro Review, obviously, The Office want to check that out, but into our favorite segments here that I want to get into is Anthony's Poll of the Week, because you had a really good one this week. Yeah, but it changed it. Oh, it so changed. Originally, I picked a... It's a series that doesn't come out very often. It is a single-issue series. It's called Rocket Girl by uh, Brandon Monteclair and Amy Reader. They're a couple of Canucks. They also work for Marvel now, doing the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book. It's about uh, a girl from the future who is a cop, because in the future children are the police and adults are they basically are treated like children and the government's run by kids and everything she comes back to the past to stop some time travel shenanigan that ends up creating a problem in the future they're still in the midst of it's been out for like three years and they're only at issue eight so it's a slow crawl but i wanted to stop that so i could talk about um, a trade that i picked up this week called the god damned Hmm. it's uh whoa written by jason aaron and I don't remember the name of the artist. It's some European guy. But it is the story of Cain from Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically it's taglined as the inventor of murder because mm. he kills his brother. He's the first murderer. After he kills his brother, he's struck down by God and he wakes up like a year later and he's just is alive forever. So mm. this takes place about 
1600 years later mm-hmm. so it's uh noah is starting to build his ark mm-hmm. and meanwhile cain is just traveling the world trying to die mm-hmm. and he can't die because he is cursed by god to live forever so it's just him traversing across the country naked because he every time he dies his clothes right off him and he just rises from the grave and uh it's just him basically scavenging and murdering his way to a fine death Mm-hmm. It's really good. You guys should definitely check it out. Definitely, the we'll first check trade it out. paperback is nine ninety nine. My pull of the week this week is actually one I didn't even know was a comic. It's a four parter, but it is uh, the BBC Sherlock. Oh yeah, it's not out, bad. Yeah, it's put out a new case in the form of a comic book, and it's really good. Yeah, really good writing. They've been remaking the episodes in comic form as well. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, really, really get out there and check out this one. Uh, so definitely that week. Uh, it's short news week this week. I mean, next week we'll be back with our review of The Dark Tower, mm-hmm. um, which I'm actually sad because the reviews that are not I've looking good. I've heard it was terrible. terrible. Which a movie stuck in development hell for that long. Yeah. yeah. Should be good. Yeah. So it's too bad. They should have just made it a series. Really? It, well, that's the thing. There's still supposed to be a series with Idris Elba in it. Really? Like, it's, one, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be one of those weird hybrid things. Yeah. Mm, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, like, it's like you have no... No. And we did get our date November 1st I mean, for the Blu-ray release of Spider-Man Home. Nice. I did hear that Idris Elba is really, really good in it. And I heard that Matthew McConaughey is pretty good as well. But it's, it's just, just a bad movie. Yeah. It's just a bad movie with horrible I mean, pacing, bad sets. We'll see. I'm really excited for some movies that are going to be coming out a little bit more B-movie-ish. But uh, I'm just trying to get the Justice League. That's it. I have three passes to that. They sent yeah. us to um, a showcase review. Do you guys want to go see it? You guys interested yeah. in that? Oh, Are I you am. Kidding? I think no, it looks no, terrible. No, uh, because why? I don't know why. This is like okay. We have this is where I'm. This is where we agree on Fast and the Furious. But this is one of those <laughs> things. You, oh wait, 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 Anthony. War of the Planet of the Apes. What'd you think? Oh, dude, dude best dude. movie of the summer. Can we talk about that? It is the best movie of the First summer. First of all, Spider Man came out this year. And Planet of the Apes was the best movie. How friggin' politically relevant is that movie? So good. And I also just saw Dunkirk as well. And oh yeah, I didn't like it. I walked out. I didn't walk out, but I didn't think it was amazing. Okay, thought it was really good though. It was really good because again, this is where you look at Christopher Nolan's style of it's not shot in. You have to figure out the order. Mm-hmm. In terms of the way it's shot, oh, I liked that about yeah, it. Yeah, that, that it, it was kind of off kilter, and it, it all was like you're, like, at you're the like, end. and so it's like one, it's like one week. You see, like one week before everything really goes to crap, and then like a couple of days. Wednesday, seven yep. p.m. You guys want to go? I got five passes. I honestly have no interest in that movie. Come on, I don't. You want to go? I can't do it Wednesday though. You suck. Dang it. <laughs> no, but it's like all right. The hitman just to really hit on Dunkirk, and I also saw Atomic Blonde, which mm, yeah, mm, heard that wasn't I good. That was kind of mad as well. It was like. It's nice to see Charlize Theron um, in this kind of role because it's nice that she's you know picked out you know did fat, uh, Fast Furious Eight and does this kind of movie and I'd like to see her in more roles like this. Um, I just don't know if this was the correct vehicle for her. Yeah, and so the the idea is is like you have really great actors but underwhelming performances like the Dark Tower. Yeah, it's like so it's like you can see where Charlize Theron is in the character of that but Sophia Patel is in this and James McAvoy is in it and John Goodman's in it and you're not getting you don't that, feel yeah, you're not yeah. getting like okay you have some actors here they're not you're not getting the best of them like getting a toy with a bad paint job yeah it's like oh wow this is bad so um yeah Dunkirk I liked it uh but what a beautiful I, film too it, it was, was really shot, shot well I think for me, it was just, I couldn't, sensory-wise, I couldn't take the noise. It yeah. was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I went with my boss, 
And then my boss was like, oh, yeah, my brother's coming. So I was like, oh, crap. All right. And then he goes, oh, yeah, my dad's coming. It's his birthday. I was just like, God damn it. Okay. So I sat in between this whole family of people out for their dad's birthday mm-hmm. and me at Dunkirk IMAX. And I sat way up close. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So you, you see certain things. The, the last thing I want to why I'm saying now getting back to the moment at hand is why I'm excited. It is Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. What more and, could you want? And it's like I just love the scene the preview. It's like I hope they kill him. I really do. <laughs> and it's like, and I hope they. I like the idea. I is, think we're thinking about different movies. Hitman's Bodyguard is a comedy where Samuel Jackson plays a hitman that tried to kill Ryan oh, Reynolds a bunch no. of times, but Ryan See, Reynolds has to protect him. I was him. thinking about that. I was thinking about that movie that has that trailer in front. It was in front of Dunkirk, but it was like, who the hell was in it? Uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, American like Assassin. Weird, yeah. Oh, yeah, with, okay. the, oh, yeah, with yeah, Styles from yeah, yeah, no, Up. No, no Hitman's Bodyguard no, looks hilarious. There we go. Now I know what movie yeah, you're talking no, about. Now do you want to go? That does look good. Yeah, you should it, come then next I'm Wednesday, I'm going to be a Mohegan Sun, bud. Oh, I'm going yeah. gambling. So, yeah, no, I am so looking forward to seeing that because it's, I think that's going to be one of those movies like The Kingsman who's just going to... Come He's right. only a few weeks away. Yeah, come right out and just—it's just going to surprise you. It's Ron Swanson. I mean, it's like because it's that's it, good because it's got Selma Hayek in it. It's got uh, Elliot Young who plays Electra in the and the Netflix TV and uh, the Daredevil and. I am just, and I think Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman's the villain Ooh. in this one. I'm not sure. I have to go look at the IMDb, but it is something. Yeah, it's a good movie. Go see it. Um, and what else? Oh, before we. Thoughts on episode three. Now, you've seen episode four of Game of Thrones yes. already. Oh, yeah, we didn't do this yet. Yes. So what about episode three? I can't say anything because I'll just end up going into the, uh, the next all episode. Right. <laughs> well, what did you think about? All right. So this is, a, for me, when it's, a, it's about reunions and people yeah. are on the screen. What did you think about the first 20 minutes of the show with the uh, Jon Snow showing up to Dragonstone? Two Two people who are too proud to talk to each other, talking to each other, just, basically. Well, it's not a matter of, like, it's just, for me, it's like Davos was doing all of Jon Snow's yeah, talking. It's like... Well, I think that's a good thing, because Jon Snow would have just definitely shoved his foot in his mouth somehow. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry. He's like, no, no. Yeah. Davos, Davos did the talking. He's the king of the North. <laughs> that was great. Um, what else did I come away with that? That, that Cersei being Cersei... Yeah, she sucks, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, not the actress, the character herself. Yeah, she yeah. is just awful. And yeah, that was awful. But just like the whole thing with Hilarious Sand, that was great. It's like, yep, I'm gonna do to you what you did to me. Yeah. Vengeance is mine. And then the um, probably the one that was stuck out for me was uh, Elena Redwine. That was, was so you know, awesome. Because it's like you are like, do you know who Diana Rigg is? Yeah, she was an she's a like she used to do uh, mystery theater on Masterpiece Mystery, but she was also in the original English TV show The Avengers. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she was one of those like, so, you know, you're talking about a woman's head, his history. And when they picked her up, that was like the best thing, the best thing ever for that show. Um, But like to see her go out that way and go out on her terms and just like basically is like, oh, by the way, I never saw the poisoned work. And he's like, what? You see Jamie's like you see Jamie's face is like slowly realizing like, oh, we have made a terrible mistake. Yeah. I mean, he was forced to try and kill his brother brother. over this. And clearly he was in the wrong. So I think he's going to slowly start to see that Cersei is insane. You're all wrong. 
Okay. It's not going to be Shut seen up, Chuck. anything. I don't want to hear it, Chuck. It's not going to be seen anything other than bright lights and dragon <laughs> fire. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, pretty good. I don't remember what was. Oh, it was Bran coming back. Yeah, right? he's yeah. not Bran anymore though. He's that, just yeah. creepy. Yeah, this is like it's like it's like okay. I saw you in the flames. Seriously, <laughs> out of all the things that you could say, <laughs> she, hey, yeah, John's a Targaryen. Yeah. Hey, the White Walkers are right outside the wall. Hey, this. Hey, that. No, it's I saw you get raped and you looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's I like I'm gonna leave. You can see like so yeah. like I'm going like, to leave right now. now. It puts the lotion on. It's I saw the parsnips. It. All right, my brother's a tree. I gotta go. All right, yes. so I think that's gonna wrap things up for this week's episode, guys. So make sure you check back next week. We'll have our review of The Dark Tower and The Hitman's Bodyguard and hopefully some CW news. So for this week's episode of the Get Your Geek On Podcast, I've been Chuck Keywatts. I am Bob. I'm Bob. And you guys have yourselves a week. <laughs>